All right, hello everyone. This is Peter Miller for Smarter Than BPD. Today is June 19th, 2023, and this is episode 43. Today I wanted to talk about what it means to learn how to live in a human body, but more specifically, how we learn, I guess. I'm sure you've heard that phrase, being taught what to think versus being taught how to think. And when I hear those words, I often think of the differences between uh, theory and practice. So uh, you are instructed how to uh, do certain things, and then you actually have to um, get in the machine or be on the job <clears throat> and practicing the uh, specific thing or skills. So in many ways, I think humans do this quite well, but when it comes to um, mental health and relationships, I think we still have a long way to go. And I think we can use the fact that, I mean, therapists like myself and many others everywhere are always busy trying to uh, coach people how to uh, do these things in a different way so that they don't have so many awful symptoms and situations. So what are these rules for living um, that we are often given? Actually, I should say, I think we have, when it comes to mental health and relationships, we are given rules instead of processes for living. So people might say, just be nice to your sister or brother or to the person on the street. Or they might say, uh, just love yourself. But does that give us enough uh, of a process to learn how to do it so that we're not just being like actors and using our willpower? <clears throat> I mean, if you're anything like me, where I grew up in my childhood, um, I was often given these uh, simple rules or directives when I was having a hard time. Um, of course, with the uh, best of intentions from my um, teachers and caregivers, but it simply uh, wasn't enough. And I'm going to talk more about why that insufficient instruction uh, isn't enough. Like, even though we do have uh, practice opportunities with our friendships and in our families, these these simple rules and directives kind of like don't really get us anywhere. Like they don't teach a person how to actually uh, have a genuine skill. It's more like acting, more like uh, like willpower or just like a facade, really. Or it might be the same as saying to someone, like if they're feeling sad or depressed and you know, it seems to be not getting any better. They, a person might say to them, just snap out of it or stop being depressed or just change your attitude. I mean, but what, of course we're learning more and more that there's a lot more to not being depressed than that. Uh, it could mean 
having to investigate your thoughts and how they can often be distorted and your beliefs and how they can be self-defeating and how there could be um, some possible chemical imbalance issues that need um, the appropriate type of medication or maybe the appropriate type of nutrition. And when I um, started with the uh, learning about my borderline personality disorder and all the related mental health issues, um, it was kind of like the first time in my life that I started to actually get some real skill and apply it to myself for like the, the things that I needed those skills for so that I could not just be um, like pretending, using willpower, acting like with the, um, uh, with the people around me and even like, you know, like li not lying to myself anymore that, you know, I can be happy as long as I have certain things when that's not the case. Like you can't just be happy because you have some privileges in your life where you can do some nice things or you have a good job or you're in a safe place in the world. Like that's not enough to be mentally healthy. Like it doesn't make you automatically skilled for managing your thoughts and emotions and being able to do the internal work. So it was like the first time in my life that I was actually learning how to uh, regulate my emotions, how to label my emotions, how to notice the particular types of distorted thoughts that I would repeatedly engage in, and how to uh, uh, release myself from those. So I wasn't just uh, like trying to force myself out of a particular mood state or doing things that weren't enough to get myself out of a mood state. Like I used to think if I just did some exercise or if I just did an enjoyable activity um, uh, or if I just like practiced gratitude, then I would be, you know, it would fix it. Or if I just got the right medication, then it would fix it. Like. And those things ha do have some value and they do help in uh, some ways, but it's not enough to uh, deal with the whole thing. And when those few things that I did uh, didn't work to uh, fix the issue uh, more thoroughly, then I would often, you know, judge myself as um, some kind of, you know, permanently uh, flawed individual or that I just, you know, wasn't grateful enough for things in my life. Uh, you know, that I was somehow, or that I was doomed, you know, that it would never change, that kind of thing. But, you know, you need to learn more than what you are, I think, by default offered, maybe by the people in your life, you know, the people that you know, the people that raised you, or the people that you have come to depend on. You have to get, and especially if you have uh, an emotional center that is uh, operates in a different way, where you experience the more powerful emotions compared to others, because we don't all experience our emotions in the same way, and that's a genetic thing, and it's nothing that you asked for, it's just some people experience emotions with uh, much more intensity, and with... Uh, and, and it can take a lot longer to 
settle them down. And so if you don't have even more skills than the average person to deal with that, it's going to leave you, you know, in a very difficult spot. I just have a couple of examples here. Um, so, I mean, and I often go back to my interest in uh, skateboarding, and I think I've used this one in another podcast, but if someone is saying just snap out of it or just do this to be happy, you know, just be nice, just follow this rule, then it's kind of like asking someone to just get on a skateboard and drop into that big 12-foot half pipe and just, you know, just do it because you just, that's all you got to do to uh, be okay. <laughs> or just ride down that big hill or uh, go off that ramp and, and just, you know, go as fast as you can towards it. <laughs> so it's not enough just to be given these um, simple rules. Uh, we need to, you know, first go through many steps of learning like if you're skateboarding you have to get on the board and go slow for a long time and practice turning for a long time and just very simple things leaning to, from side to side for a long time learning how to push uh push uh, your foot on the ground so that you go faster learning how to slow the board down all kinds of things and then you can work up slowly to uh, trying out more complicated things like jump ramps and half pipes and and even when you're doing that you have to start small and slow where you uh, start on a smaller ramp and and learn how to use your legs in a certain way and while you're practicing all these things you have to be quite courageous and that that courage is a a huge factor in practicing skills in relationships too because you don't know exactly how it's going to turn out when you try this skill like to speak assertively or you don't know how it's going to go exactly if you try to uh, work through your emotions uh, using some emotion regulation skills like is it actually going to open settle the emotions or is it going to make it worse i mean you don't know until you try right so some of the skills that i turned to uh when i started learning about more thoroughly about um cbt and dbt and how they apply to me um, the two of the emotion regulation skills i really got into and one is called Ride the Wave, uh, where it's the ability to handle difficult emotions by accepting and tolerating these emotions uh, and applying skills in certain moments. So like if, for example, if someone said something kind of critical or kind of sarcastic, like whereas in the past I would immediately interpret, you know, that they might be uh, putting me down or thinking that I'm uh, no good, uh, I would instead of reacting, I would uh, turn my attention inwards and try and notice what was happening in my body, uh, where, what types of sensations was I experiencing, like maybe in my stomach or my chest or my shoulders. And, you know, was there tension? Was there heat? Uh, and, and also try and put some words to feelings that I'm feeling. Am I feeling put down? Am I feeling worthless? Am I feeling rejected? So I, I would try and tune in and put words to those feelings and also kind of 
put some breath into my body, breathe into these feelings. So it's kind of like, it's like taking a step back, trying to be mindful and kind of go like, okay, I'm going to take a different approach. And I'm also maybe going to think here, like, are my feelings the facts? I mean, I really got into challenging the emotional reasoning. People often think, you know, I'm feeling afraid, therefore I am in danger, or I'm feeling rejected, I'm feeling hated, therefore this person does reject and hate me. Um, I mean, our mind can spin all kinds of stories, right? And we can latch on to them when we immediately, when we don't take the, a moment to pause and try some of these different processes. So those were two big ones for me that um, made a big difference. And I know that there's, you know, a whole host of DBT skills and you can, that you can use in different times and places. And, uh, but I think people often, you know, they have a few that they use regularly in, in uh, many moments of their life. Another one that I often would use as uh, validation and self-validation. So I would start validating my own emotions, saying like, it's okay that I feel this way. It's, you know, it's understandable. If, you know, if anyone would interpret the situation the way I am right now, they might feel this way. You know, and I might use a bit of imagination, like uh, being, you know, being there for myself, like kind of putting my arm around myself in a way, like, uh, and saying, it's okay, it's going to be all right. And uh, we can settle this feeling down. So having that compassion, and I would use that uh, until, you know, the emotion would, the emotional experience would kind of shift and change. And the interesting thing is, is when you uh, try to do something different is, um, you know, is the moment where you can have a different experience, where, whereas in the past you might have instantly reacted to something and then got another instant reaction back from the person you're with, and then that maybe turns into a conflict, now you might... Uh, give a very different response or, and maybe just focus on the issue at hand or solving the, the, the problem or the situation, whatever is going on, instead of getting into unnecessary emotional drama, like what, you know, that often happens when people run with their assumptions, what they think is going on or feel is going on instead of what is actually going on. I mean, a big one for me was um, if my partner got frustrated, I would think that I was uh, being rejected. And that feeling rejected, that emotional reasoning, I turned it to say, um, it's not that you're being rejected. It's just that this, this person is experiencing frustration. And, you know, it's okay for people to be frustrated and to uh, express that. And even if they have a frustrated tone when they're talking to you, it doesn't mean that you're being rejected. That was a big step forwards for me in learning a process, you know. But I mean, again, what people might often do is just kind of like say, I just got to be nice. I just got to act friendly and nice. Even if I'm having all these awful thoughts and feelings inside, I just need to kind of like ignore those and then just be nice. And then that's what makes for uh, a good situation. And maybe it does give you temporary results. But, you know, what I think is that it actually is a disaster. 
when people are just following rules like that. And why is it a disaster? I mean, because you end up with a bunch of people that are just acting. They're just pretending and they're just using their willpower and they are not um, using these moments to uh, discover skills and processes that will actually give them real peace of mind and like real sanity so they don't nourish that and then you know when things uh, when they can't pretend anymore because they're you know they're having too many their emotions are bubbling over they're having too many other symptoms of maybe anxiety or depression uh, they might like blame themselves like I did everything that they told me to I followed the rules and I'm still you know not feeling good I'm still unhappy so they start to discover that maybe they can't fake it anymore and when and when they can't do that people will often run to the doctor or you know they might figure I got to get as many medications you know I got to get I got to get medications to cover up all this pain, uh, all these symptoms, or to make them go away. Um, and some people will turn to other substances, street drugs, to try and make the pain go away because they want to be able to keep up the the pretense, the the acting. Uh, they want to, you know, appear to be that they're living by the rules that the people told them when they were young, right? You know, just be nice. That's all you got to do. Uh, just be nice and pleasant to people, and then they will treat you that way back is a very kind of simple rule that we are often told. But I mean, if people turn to uh, substances like pharmaceutical or street drugs, I mean, quite often people will just keep going back to the doctor and back to the doctor or back to the psychiatrist, as, you know, and they might end up with like 10 or 20 different medications and then it, that it's still not working and so the doctor might say okay we're taking you off all the medications and then they got to go through all this withdrawal and then they might start that process over again or if the person turns to street drugs then i mean that obviously is going to take them uh, to an even worse place where they are uh, very addicted and then they start making choices to support their habit right and they might be labeled like a, that they're a person of bad character or they're selfish or they're immoral because, you know, they've abandoned their, maybe their family or their responsibilities. Uh, but all the while, I mean, a person like this has never actually been oriented to their, um, to the right skills and processes for living in their body and particularly learning how to uh, live with and work through the emotions that we all experience. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, I'm really just talking about the difference between, you know, in human living, in, in human interactions. It's, it's not enough to be just given simple rules to live by, you know, like, or uh, commandments. or You need more instruction than that, and you need more uh, practice using the skills that actually work. So you need processes for living. Um, it's the difference between willpower and pretending and intelligence and authenticity. So if you, if you are actually practicing uh, with the right processes and skills, then what you're, the, the good things that you do come from a place of authenticity. Like you're not just pretending, you actually really want to be uh, a help to somebody or you want to give back or uh, you want to be loving because it's been nourished inside of you. 
All right, well, I hope that makes sense. Um, and these uh, processes and skills are very well laid out, uh, mapped out in the new Smarter Than BPD premium skills training program that you can find at stbpdskillstraining.ca. So that's stbpdskillstraining.ca. Uh, you can also um, look through the uh, resources available at smarterthanbpd.info to learn more. And please also rate and review this podcast at smarterthanbpd.info. There are links near the top of the page. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.